Friends, before we get to the scriptures this morning, I just want to let you know that you are very blessed uh, because this morning we have preaching to us our very own Anna Vargas. So won't you join me in welcoming her this morning? I've already heard it once, and I'm just as excited for you, even more so for this service. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, I invite you to open, as today is Pentecost, to the book of Acts in chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 1 of Acts chapter 2. This is the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together, that is the disciples, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. And they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, and Arabs. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful today that to be able to be here together, gathering to listen to your word. Lord, I ask you that you don't let me say anything that doesn't come from you. And that everything that I said is because... You want me to tell your people today. Lord, I also ask that these words will transform our hearts and that when we leave this place today, we will be different, transformed by your power, by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. As uh, Pastor Zach already said, I am Anna Vargas. I am... Pastor Dario's wife, and he and Pastor Jason, Megan, and Tracy, and in Honduras, doing a trip to search for a place for us to maybe go next year in a mission trip. So please pray for them during this week. It's an honor and a privilege that I can be here today preaching the word of God for you. I have three kids. And I am a woman that is blessed with a fast delivery, very fast. And that's a blessing, but also it's a challenging because anesthesia doesn't have time to work. And each delivery is faster than the previous one. 
So child number three, I am in the room, in the hospital. The nurse is checking me out. And she said to me, you need to stop. And I say, why? And she said, because the baby is about to be born and the doctor needs to be here. And I look at her and I say, well, either the doctor hurry up or he's going to be born by you because I cannot stop. <laughs> and today we are talking about a birth too, a different birth, the birth of the Christ. Christ, the church of Christ, Jesus Christ, is birthed on Pentecost. We are celebrating today Pentecost. And many of you will say, well, what is Pentecost? Well, Pentecost is a feast that the Jews, is, is, we celebrated the same day that the Jews were celebrating the feast of the first fruits. Jews, 50 days after Passover, were going to Jerusalem to offer to God the first of their harvest. And it's called the Feast of the First Fruits. But also, they celebrated the first time that the Torah was given to them. We, as a Christians, celebrate the day that Holy Spirit came to stay with us. Because it's the promise that God, that Jesus gave us, God living inside you and me. Holy Spirit is staying inside, inside us. But before continuing with the scriptures, I think it's very important that we know where this happened. Pentecost happened in Jerusalem. And we are talking today about birds, right? So, how was Pentecost birth? It's important too. If we go to Genesis, God calls Abraham and he said to Abraham, go to the land that I'm going to show you that you don't know what it is, but I'm going to tell you where to go and your generations and you are going to be blessed. So he goes to the promised land and he's in the promised land where Jerusalem is born. And Jerusalem is the center at this time when the Jews are receiving, when the disciples receive Pentecost, is the center of all commercial routes. God had this in plan. Did Abraham knew? No. Did Abraham saw the fruits of his obedience? No. And neither us probably will see the fruits of our obedience to God when we listen to the Spirit. But that's what we are called to do. Continue to the scriptures. The scriptures tell us that the disciples received the Holy Spirit, right? That's what we read today. But that was no such surprise for them. They, were, they knew the Holy Spirit had to come. Jesus told them in John chapter 16, we read, he said, It's for the best that I go so the advocate can come and stay with you. So they knew that. I want to make a pause here because I don't want us to live with the wrong perception that the Holy Spirit starts in Pentecost. No, friends. The Holy Spirit always had existed and always will exist because he's the third person of the Trinity. If we go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, we read that in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. 
Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. However, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit only came for a specific task. It came to a person to give a a deliver a message to the people of God, but didn't stay forever with them. In contrary, in Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came to stay inside you and inside me when we received Jesus Christ. And he came to equip us to do God's work. The disciples were they not only were knowing the Holy Spirit was coming, they, only, they also knew the Holy Spirit was coming. Because if we read chap, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, we see that they say, Jesus said to the disciples, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, and he is Jesus, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So Jesus told this to the disciples, and 10 days after the Holy Spirit came. I don't know you, but if I was one of the disciples, day number two, I was saying, why the Holy Spirit hasn't come? Because I want everything now. My prayers answer now, right? But no disciples, no, they didn't faint. They stayed together. The scripture says that they were all together in the same room. But I want you to notice something. We can be all together in the same room and we can be fighting. We can be all together in the same room and we can be not paying attention to each other. We can be together ignoring each other, right? But not the disciples. If we go to Acts chapter 1, it tells us in verse 14 that they all join together constantly in prayer. Friends, if we are joining prayer, we cannot be fighting. We are all united in one spirit. And that was the disciples. And that's what we are called to be. Because it's when they were all together joining prayer that the Holy Spirit came. And it came like a wind. It was something violent that came and descended into the disciples and empowered them. And the scripture said that all day start talking in tongues. In the, and people were listening in their own tongue. And I have a picture that I want you to, to look at this. Because this is what happened that day. This is Jerusalem. And this is all the nations there in Jerusalem. Look, all these languages. And everyone listen in their own language. I'm not talking here as the fruit of the spirit of talking in talks because that exists. No, it's like I am preaching now. And here in the sanctuary, we had people from Germany, from France, from Italy, from Russia. And everyone listen. In their own language. That was a miracle. Imagine everyone listening the good news of the gospel in their own language. And they came and he came and empowered them. And who came? I think it's important for us to know. 
I already told you, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, right? But for us, sometimes it's hard to relate to the Holy Spirit because we said, God the Father, okay, I have a Father, right? So I can put like kind of a picture of God the Father. God the Son, okay, can be my friend, can be my brother, can be my teacher. But the Holy Spirit is something that we cannot really put into a person. It is a person. It's the third person of the Trinity who came, God with us, to empower us, to be the version of Christ in you, Alisa in Christ, right? Esperanza in Christ, Anna in Christ. That's what it is. And it came with such a power. It's the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead, the third day. That, that power that resurrected Christ is the same power that is inside us. And we forget that. When my son, Andres, the oldest, was in high school, he went to a mission trip. And on Sunday, they took him to a worship service. When they were entering the sanctuary, the first service was ending. And people were praying in the altar, and people were falling on the floor. And he got very scared. And uh, he asked one of the leaders, what is happening here? Are they doing exorcism? So <laughs> the leader said, no, this is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes the Holy Spirit comes with such a power that people fell in the floor. The service ends and they call people to the altar. And he said that he was wrestling with God. Because God was telling him to go, but he was afraid to go. And finally, he goes, and they pray, and he fell in the floor. And he said it was a beautiful experience. But when he came back, he came to me and said, Why you haven't teach me about the power of the Holy Spirit? And I felt, I felt to do that. So today, I want you to live convinced of that power that we all have. A scripture says that... He came also with flames of fire, right? And fire is a symbol of transformation. If I light up matches and I take a paper, that paper is not going to be the same. And that's what the Holy Spirit came to do. He came to transform us. He doesn't came to stay inside us and leave us as how we, is, how we are. No. He came to transform us, to make us new, to make us different. But how? How we do that? Because remember, the Holy Spirit is God. And God is a gentleman. He's never going to make you do anything. He's going to teach you. He's going to equip you. He's going to guide you. He's going to counsel you but he's not going to make you. You need to surrender your life to him. And he came, the scripture says, that the Holy Spirit came and filled the whole room, right? Because the Holy Spirit comes to fill your whole life. 
your finances, your work life, your family, your free time. Yes, our free time. Yes, he's in charge of our free time too. But we need to say, take over. Take over. And how we do that? Well, have you ever seen a tree of apples making a huge effort to produce apples? Like, I'm going to produce more apples. No, right? That doesn't happen. The tree produces apples because it has a soil that is fertilized, a soil that we put water, that is in the light. The same happened with our spiritual life, friends. We need to fertilize, and we need to water our life, and we, put it, we need to put it in the light. And you're going to say, how we do that? Well, what we are doing now, right? We come to church, we listen to God's word, we also pray, we read the scriptures, we go to Bible study, we have small groups, we have a Christian community, but there is one more thing that is important. Quiet and solitude. Our life is full of busyness and noise that we cannot hear the Holy Spirit. I remember in one of my quiet times, I felt the nudge of the Holy Spirit telling me that I should pray, I should preach. And I said, no, no. You called Dario. You didn't call me. So no. But still, like every time that I was praying, that was what he was telling me. So I said to God, if that is what you want me to do, two things need to happen. Dario and Jason need to tell me, without me saying them, that I should preach or something about preaching. Otherwise, I won't do it. And thank you, God, and bye. You know, that was my conversation with him. Dario was in Colombia visiting his mom. And he called me immediately. I finished praying, and immediately he called me. And he said, you know, I have a trip for my seminary in January going to Israel. And I was thinking, why you don't preach? At that moment, I just laughed. And he said, what, what's funny? And I said, no, I just prayed to God. And I said this to him. But one more thing needs to happen. Jason needs to say it too, and you cannot talk to him. So let's see. If that's what God wants to do. And uh, the next Sunday, Jason was going to preach in Spanish. And I was going to translate him. And Megan was preaching, so I didn't have any clue what Jason was going to preach. So I went to his office and I said, okay, give me a little bit of what you're going to say. And he said, why are you so nervous? And I said, because this is serious. I need to translate your words. Anna, you are a preacher. So at that moment, I say, okay, God, I will listen to you. But if I didn't have that quiet time, I was not able to hear that voice of him telling me, you need to preach. It is good for us to do all those things that we do to manage our life. Like if I have anger. I do this and this and this to have self-control. 
Or if I am patient, I do this and this and this to have patience. And don't take me wrong, this is good. But this is called behavior management. What I'm talking today is that the power of the Holy Spirit can give you the self-control and the peace and the patience without you even try it. It's when you are in a meeting and everything is a chaos and you remain peaceful. And you say, how I did that? It was the Holy Spirit working in you. When I was uh, preparing this, this sermon, I found a book that came to me that is called Life Stream. And maybe this analogy that he puts in his book will help you understand what I'm talking about. When we receive the Holy Spirit, he lives inside us, right? But we try, to, we try the Holy Spirit like a download. I download the Holy Spirit and I use it when I need it. For what I need it. But remember, the Holy Spirit not only can be contained also cannot be manipulated because it's God. The Holy Spirit is more like a life stream. When he comes to your life and he works when he wants for what he wants because it's for his purpose, for the kingdom of God, not for my purpose. It's for building God's kingdom. Remember that I told you about Abraham at the end, at the beginning? Pastor Jason heard the Holy Spirit many years ago when he, the Holy Spirit told him to plant a church here in the center of Creekside with his wife. The Holy Spirit also told him about the third of the community that is Hispanic and the need of a Hispanic pastor. Then God also through the Holy Spirit, called my husband to be that pastor. And he heard and he listened as Pastor Jason and Abraham, he left the, per the corporate world and came here to be the pastor. We as a church, with our offerings, with our service, with a community, are listening to God on what he's doing in this community. And I'm sure the community around us is like the Jews, amazed and perplexed for what is happening here. A church in two languages, with two cultures, working together to build a community connected in Christ. But it's my prayer, and I hope it's your prayer, that as people is amazed and perplexed, that amazingness and perplexiness, I don't know if I'm doing a good word here, becomes in wonder and search for God. And then the Holy Spirit will come and transform our community. Let us pray. Lord, we are so thankful for this gift that you gave us, the Holy Spirit that lives inside us, that equip us to transform us. Thank you, Lord. We ask you that we let you use us for your purposes to build your kingdom. 
we also ask you in this time that you bless these offerings that we are going to, to, to pass. Thank you, Lord, for, your, for all the generosity. And we ask you that you multiply this gift. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.